P-S-N-Y. Before we get into things, I, I have no idea what's going on with House of the Dragon. Really? It's like, oh, okay, like they're really building up to something, but it, Damon, I don't think he's craving the throne as much as we're thinking. I And I don't know, marrying off Rhaenyra to Corliss's son. I, I gotta get the audiobook, man. That's what I gotta do. I, I gotta bite the yeah. ball and just listen to the audiobook. I need, I need to re-up reading fire and blood um yeah i agree i I feel like yeah i i can't see damon as being as power hungry as either the show wants us to believe or what some of the other characters believe um there's a lot of nuance to his character which is really fascinating yeah uh the the podcast jason concepcion says that uh oh like he just wants to be in king's landing to be near his brother which yeah yeah i really like that podcast by the way so if anyone's a good one yeah, if anyone's a big House of Dragons Game of Thrones fan, I highly recommend that one. Anyway, um, uh, how's it going, guys? It is uh, Bleacher Creatures episode 143, uh, brought to you as always by XL Media, Crossing Broad, Elite Sports NY, Warwick Gaming, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. So uh, my week's basically ruined, man. I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I don't think you understand. We've got House of the Dragon. Uh, Andor drops tomorrow with three episodes. So I was rewatching Rogue One today, and all day and like all week long, I've got to deal with Yahoo's like CC Sabathia, like Danny Small, going on and on and on and ruining my goddamn day, saying <laughs> no, hey, Otani's the American League MVP, not Aaron Judge. Like, what kind of crap is this, man? Yeah, I look. There is a difference between being the best player in the league and being the most valuable player in the league. I have Joey no. Joey not either this year. That's the thing. Well, I, hey, I, like you can maybe make the argument that he c- could be the best player in the league just because of like what he does, oh, and you know, but like let's admit it, like you know, he does both things really well. I, yeah. I, I think, I think the argument that he's a mid pitcher is is in bad faith, um, but. I actually just looked at the pitching. So, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like it's yeah. so funny to see the mental gymnastics of the pro Otani camp trying to downplay what Aaron Judge is doing this year. I don't understand it. Like how he's the first Yankee since Alex Rodriguez, like you said in the group chat earlier, uh, to have multiple 50 home run seasons. Not the first Yankee, the first player in baseball there since you go. Alex Rodriguez. Even, even better. Mike Trout hasn't done it. Mike Albert Pujols has. Albert Pujols does not have a fifty home run season. Yeah. Hashtag Mike Trout isn't that good. So. <laughs> and, and then also the fact that Aaron Judge might be the first player since I don't know Barry Bonds. Like I, I honestly would have to look up the stat. But when's the last time a player finished a season with an OPS of one thousand and one hundred? Probably not since Bonds. Yeah. Again, not Trout. Not pools. Uh, I, I don't think A Rod did it in any of his. Yeah, yeah, I I did a brief look at A Rod. I don't think he did it. I mean, you, you know, it, it. I think Justin Verlander came up with a quote either today or yesterday saying that Aaron Judge is chasing history and Shohei Otani is making history. It's like no, Aaron Judge is making history too. We were seeing one of the best offensive performances by a player in at least the last twenty years. Yeah, and i i get that people are going to say oh like this isn't this isn't his new normal it's a contract year thing even if it is aaron judge is showing 
that he can effortlessly read the strike zone. He's figured out a way to stay healthy. He moves the ball all over the place. He's getting into territory where we've seen it in the Yankees games the last couple of weeks. The man cannot be pitched to. Also, I'm not totally convinced that this isn't like not the norm for him because his first full rookie year, he hit 52 home runs. This year, he's got, he's on pace for 60. Over his career, his 162 game average is 49 home runs. Like the dude easily and effortlessly can hit 50 home runs any given fucking season. Yeah, and I mean, we'll, we'll get to this later on in the show, but that, that also like really makes you take a long, hard look at his contract talks. But like, I don't understand the Otani thing. Okay, yeah, he's having a great season. He's, I'd say he's pitching better this season than he was in his, in his MVP season. Mm-hmm. But if you, look at his, and if you look at his hitting stats, okay, the power's a little down, batting average is up, but the walks are also down. And as the walks go down, so does the OPS. And yeah. at the same time, like, I don't understand why we need to keep having this conversation. Shohei Otani is a great player, much like Mike Trout, on a terrible team. He's yeah, not a I, difference I, maker. And like everyone, everyone who's who's arguing against Judge, like, seem to miss that fact. It like it should be the most valuable player that the you take you take Otani off a team and in the, any years that Trout won the MVP. Not saying like he was undeserving of winning the MVP, but like let's be honest, you take these guys off the Angels, the Angels are still fucking bad. Yeah, you take Judge off the Yankees, and the Yankees miss the goddamn playoffs. Yeah, I, I, this is for all the pro Otani people who are listening, and da- and Danny Small, this includes you too. Did you <laughs> not watch the? Am I the only one, or Alec and I, the only ones who are watching the Yankees in August? Judge was the only one who was doing anything in that lineup. Yeah. Like, like this guy is doing things in a lineup that had that offers no protection to him. Like Giancarlo Stanton, who the fuck is terrified of Giancarlo Stanton right now? Like, I yes. Mean, like I mean, anyone, I'm, I'm terrified of that exit velocity under any circumstances, but well, yeah, I mean, like that's more for like personal safety reasons than like <laughs> the actual result of the game. But like, yeah. the dude is is a shell of what he was in the first half, and then after that, yeah. you have a bunch of fucking replacement level players or below replacement level players. Donaldson's not what he used to. Rizzo's hurt. Carpenter's hurt. Like, Judge is doing things in a lineup that offers no fucking protection. Meanwhile, Otani's over there with with Trout in that lineup. And like and like again, credit to Otani when there were times when Trout was out of the lineup, he's still producing. But this whole bullshit that we need to punish Judge by not giving him the MVP because he doesn't do something that Otani trained his entire life to do is asinine. Like why why are we pushing Judge argument for the Hall of Fame? Right, exactly. It's like, oh, oh, like you're you're punishing someone who was durable enough over a long career just to like get just to play on a bunch of bad teams and still hit these milestones. Okay, great. So they're so it's their fault they were healthy enough to do that. Great. Yeah. Like like one one person, like you you could argue that maybe like a guy like Pools probably could have been out of the out of the league two years ago. But guess what? He's three home runs away from seven hundred, so who gives a fuck? I really hope, and like it's not going to happen. I really hope that if the Cardinals either win the World Series or don't, I hope he comes back just for one more year. <laughs> just because, I, like, just because, like, okay, we know he can still play. Like, yeah, in a very sheltered reserve role for sure. But he, yeah, he can still catch up to a to a fastball. Like, but anyway, like putting that tangent aside, I like. 
I, I don't understand how people can just so easily say Otani's the MVP. I, I look, maybe, maybe this is going to spur Major League Baseball to create a like overarching player of the year kind of best player all around. And look, if you want to give that to Otani and Trout for the next 10 years, cool, fine, whatever. But Judge has been already robbed of one MVP. How the fuck are you going to rob him of the second one? when he might literally set the new American League home run record. Yeah, and not to mention Yankees fans are still mad Jeter didn't get the MVP in 2006. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's so funny. When you look back at the history of MVP voting, it's it's ridiculous, like the inconsistencies. I was looking at one. I, uh, I think it was the year Mo Vaughn won his MVP. And – or no, I think it was the year after he won his MVP. He came in second. Mm-hmm. Give me a sec. Let me pull this up. When did, when right. did Mo win MVP? Like, what was that, 95, 96? He won it in 95. He hit 300 with 39 home runs and 126 RBIs. Oh, and that was a shortened season, too, for 95. And so in 96, he finished in fifth. I was like, oh, who finished, you know, who won the MVP that year? The guy who fucking won the MVP that year was Juan Gonzalez with a 3.8 war. Now, to be fair, he hit 314 with 47 home runs and 144 RBIs, but like, there's no consistency with it, regardless. Like, so... Yeah, like A Rod came in second. A Rod came in second with one first place, one lesser first place vote, and he hit three fifty eight with thirty six runs, one hundred twenty three RBIs. So, like, again, I also I also don't like this whole discourse, especially on social media, where we have two guys doing historical things, and to elevate one, we have to bring down the other. Like as a baseball fan, you know. I appreciate and enjoy what Otani does. And I appreciate and really enjoy what judge does. I just don't, again, like people just speak in such like absolutes of Otani's going to Otani gets MVP because he, he can pitch. It's like, like that, if that's the reason why we are giving him the MVP, it's just, just because he can pitch and judge does not do that. Like, that's a bullshit reasoning. Like, take things in the perspective. Have a little bit of critical thinking that what Judge does every day as the go-to guy in a Yankee lineup that is in first place in the American League. Like, like someone posed a question, would you trade Judge for Otani's production? And it was like, if you say no, you're lying to yourself. And I, like, straight face said, like, no. Like, why? The Yankees, the Yankees losing Judge – is more detrimental because we know their pitching can handle it. We like the, the pitching is not an issue for the Yankees. It's the fucking offense. You got one guy who's producing at an above, like at an elite level. And you're like, oh, we're going to sacrifice a little bit of that just so we can get a pitcher who has a 255 ERA. Unless that pitcher is hitting bombs like Aaron Judge and pitching like fucking Doc Gooden, then maybe, maybe I will consider it. I'm going to read like one article that says like, Oh, like I'm not going to say who made this argument. I'm going to keep the, the keep the innocent parties uh, anonymous. The argument is not that he's a unicorn. The argument is that he's the most valuable player in baseball because he does the two most important things, starting pitching and big time power bat on an elite level. Really? He's hitting 265. He hit <laughs> under 260 last year. Aaron judge is in the triple crown conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, again, 
not to discredit Otani, but like I, I don't know how maybe he's a unicorn and, and, and let's be honest he is a unicorn just because we haven't seen someone do this in hundreds in it's unprecedented years. it is very unprecedented and that dude like I, he's a pleasure and a joy to watch but like we're seeing shit that we haven't seen from Aaron Judge since the steroid era yeah like, and and yet the the same person saying uh Otani's reinventing the game of baseball as we know it Really? I don't see any other two-way players popping up out of the woodwork because of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You can't you can't say he's a unicorn and also say he's reinventing the game. Because, like, as you said, as far as I'm aware, in the minor leagues, in college ranks, you you just don't you're not seeing it. You're not you're not even no. seeing it in the international scene. Like he he is a one of one. And that's yeah. fine. Now, that's now, awesome. now granted, like Spencer Jones, the agile prospect in the Yankee system, he kind of dicked around with being a two-way guy for a little bit at Vanderbilt. But now it seems very clear. No, this guy's an outfield. Like, yeah. we're, like maybe he's prime like pitching, he, but let, let's let's see him hit. But you also don't think Judge can step on the mound and throw ninety-eight? Like, come on. I mean, like, he could. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily want him to. No, it, no, exactly. But like, you know, he's not really reinventing the game. He's a he's a one of one player who is doing unprecedented things, but that doesn't, that shouldn't mean we automatically give him the MVP because, because that, that just seems like a bad faith decision. I'll, I'll tell you what's going to be interesting. And this is actually a really good segue into the next part, into this uh, second half of the show. Cause uh, folks, this is going to be a short episode. There's only so much complaining we can do about this garbage. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I swear like, like this crap ruins my day. I shouldn't <laughs> let, I shouldn't let it ruin my day, but like I'm, I'm taking this personally. I, I just don't yeah I just don't understand how people can watch a guy on pace to hit 65 home runs and say he's not that good. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting because Judge's free agency is after this season and Otani's I think is after next season or maybe like two years so. from now. Yeah. So Judge, I mean Alec, let's be honest with ourselves. The guy's going to get a mega contract at this point. Yeah. Um, unless you have like cold hard numbers that say these home runs are a mirage, the things that he like what he's going to do for the next let, let's say five to ten years, he's going to average between thirty to forty home runs a year. That's still enough to get him a great contract, and should be able to get him a great contract. But at the same time, like I, I was going to write a piece on this like after the next home run, Aaron Judge is literally hitting Brian Cashman into a corner, like like no, give me my money. Can we like like get in the or no? I'm gonna get this contract. Whack, whack, whack. And honestly, we know Brian Cashman loves the analytics. He loves hanging on to his prospects. I don't understand how this deal goes down because if Aaron Judge walks, it's not just him who's gonna be the biggest villain in New York City. It's gonna be Brian Cashman probably even more. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember what I said last episode. If they let him walk and they don't have a contingency plan to replace him, I am renouncing my Yankee fan like citizenship. You're That's full just, of shit, but okay. So, I am not shit. What are you gonna do? Become a Phillies fan? No, I'm just gonna be a ambiguous baseball fan. Well, better that than a Mets fan. Oh yeah, fuck the Mets. <laughs> yeah, this is let me actually, just say, it's just the Mets. This is actually really funny. I, I think I might have shared this with you. So my brother, Brandon, he's uh, like a few years younger than me, and he's more of a casual baseball fan, but he got really into the captain. And he and I were texting like during the midst of the Yankees slump. And I just like, and he's like, hey, well, the Mets are the team in New York to beat right now. And I'm like, dude, they're just the Mets. 
and and he was just like, "Yo, the captain!" <laughs> and so now, like, whenever the Mets lose, I just I think I almost just want to text and hashtag just the Mets. Yeah, it's just the Mets. Um, it's the Mets. But look, like yeah, the one ahead. thing that the one thing that's frightening about the Aaron Judge situation is just like you know he's I th- I think on the wrong side of thirty. Uh, yeah, he's he's thirty one in April next year. Yeah, so you know a contract that goes probably beyond six or seven years is not going to end up being well. But you know what? At this point, fuck it. Like you can't lose him. I like and then you know if, if he goes the next four years hitting between thirty five to fifty home runs, like the contract will pay for itself. Yeah. Secondly, that's probably going to cement him for a Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like vote. So, I mean, Michael Kay was talking about it on the show yesterday. He goes, let's say the Yankees, let's say like, okay, it's a 10 year contract, but if he's good for five of those years, it, that that's still a win. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, you can eat it. I'm like, it's the fucking New York Yankees. You can eat for the last five years. Yeah. Plus, 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 you know, next year, like it's all but certain you're going to shed some money via losing the Aaron Hicks contract. I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if you try, if uh, Cashman tried to unload Donaldson, you know Torres is probably gone. That's another uh, bunch of money that's off the books. So yeah, there's, there's definitely room there. And then also, if you think about it, you can lock up Judge for that extension, whatever it's going to be. And then you're still going to have a lot of talented people around him. Cheap. You're going to have Volpe. You're going to have Peraza. You're going to have Dominguez at some point. Who, by the yeah. way, just got called up to Double A. Yeah. Now he's suddenly looking like the real deal again. Yeah, I mean, like he's got a he's got to cut the strikeouts down, but he's also nineteen. Yeah, he's fucking nineteen playing against like twenty three year olds. Like, yeah, I'm, that shit I'm not worried about. Uh, yeah, I mean, like plus he's he's being touted as a power hitter. I've just kind of made peace with the fact that okay, if someone's called a power hitter, that means they're going to strike out a lot. Like look look yeah. throughout, look throughout all of baseball history. Reggie Jackson struck out a bunch. Mickey Mantle also struck out a bunch. I think Roger Maris struck out a bunch too. Yeah. Yeah, so, a bunch. yeah, it's part of the game. This is what happens when pitching continually gets better and better and better, and guys learn like sixty different ways to spin the ball. Yeah, and yeah. also remember the fact that like when Judge came up in his rookie year, hit fifty-two home runs, still struck out over two hundred times, and I don't think he struck out over two hundred times since then. No, he hasn't. So he's you have a to legitimate hitter. Yeah. Now that said, besides the Yankees, where's he going to go? Okay, well, oh, like the Red Sox might be might be players. I don't see it happening. High and Bloom is a race. If, a race if they're having a hard time, if if they're having a hard time trying to extend Bogart's endeavors, I don't see them going after Judge. And someone said, or maybe it was Michael K. And like apparently Bloom wants to go the Tampa Bay route, which is oh, cheap talent. Well, that that that's more an assumption just because that's where he came from. Fair, fair, okay. But at the but, same time, like I I have like. I had a friend, I have a friend, like my, my old podcast co-host, uh, Holly D. DeSena, where like I said to him, I was texting with him yesterday and he was complaining about the Yankees getting waxed by the Red Sox per usual. And uh, he says, oh, ooh, big man, being up on a last place team, bunch of mean bullies, Haim needs to go. I said, Haim is doing exactly what he was hired to do. We'll probably get an extension after this season. Yeah. I mean, like, just because look at who the Red Sox have coming up through the systems. Jaron uh, Duran, okay, he's not perfect, but he's still got some potential. Tristan Casas, I cannot wait to watch that guy mash against the Yankees. And I mean, yeah, that dude's saying that. Yeah, that, that guy, like, oh, oh my God. Every that home run he hit off of Cole was like, damn. 
Like yeah. it looked so effortless, effortlessly, and he hit that shit like on a. It was like a moonshot, but also kind of like a, a looping moonshot. Yeah, like it was, it was it a Fenway Park home run. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got Jeter Downs. They got some good talent out there. Yeah, High like, and really Bloom. Teammate. His job right now is to rebuild that minor league system that was run into the ground again and again and again. Hashtag Rosny Castillo. And <laughs> God, what a bad deal. Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, like six years, 70 something million. He's like lived in the minors. It, it was the Red Sox's version of Kayagawa. <laughs> there, yeah, we're throwing it back today, folks. And, but yeah, he's there to revitalize the minor league system. Aaron Judge, like, unless he kind of goes the weird thing, he does the weird race thing where he has all these little scrappy dudes built around one big star. And even, even though the Rays wouldn't spend hundreds of millions of dollars on a star like Judge. Yeah. So you got to roll them out. The Giants, I mean, Zaidi's saying that they're going to be competitive and aggressive in the free agent market. Okay, yeah, he's from Northern California, grew up a Giants fan, big Barry Bonds guy. But you were, we were just talking how he's making history with home runs. He's not going to be able to do that in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's not going to be able to take advantage of right center. Like he no. has, he has. Unless, unless he's content, like, having a bunch of doubles and being, like, a 30 to 40 home run guy, which – okay, maybe his whole goal, his entire career was eventually at some point go back home and play for the Giants. Yeah. But, like, if he, take, if he goes to the Giants and it's a simple factor of taking the money, then it's Robinson Cano all over again where, oh, shit, you don't realize how much you actually need Yankee Stadium, how much your success is tied to Yankee Stadium. That said, Aaron Judge is a much better hitter than Robinson Cano ever was. But yeah, and, I, and he, I think he hits the ball hard enough to where his success will translate across the entire league. Yeah, but a big part of his game is going to right field so often and so yeah. well. But like, and with but that like, high wall like, of San Fran, he can't do like it. Like that, yeah. But that home run he had in, in Boston, yeah. perfect example. Like he obviously has the power to hit it anywhere because like, yeah, the Red Sox bullpen is a mile away from home plate. Um, so and he made that look fucking easy on a curveball, no less. So, but yeah, like, like I've said it before, I'll say it again. He'll look very good in San Francisco colors. I might even buy a jersey of him in San Francisco colors. Oh, I would totally buy a Judge Giants jersey. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I won't blame him if he goes to like a place like San Francisco. I don't see Boston being a realistic place. I think that I think they're just trying to. If start he goes to the Dodgers, I think he's trying to start. Yeah, the Dodgers can fuck off if yeah. they get. Um, yeah. All this said, I I still think it's very likely he stays with the Yankees. But here's my question for you. Would okay, let's say that you're Brian Cashman. You have two options. Uh, you could offer Judge a market value deal, but for a little bit longer than you'd like. Or you lose him for two years, knowing you have guaranteed you can sign Juan Soto to a record setting deal. What do you do? I take. Well, I say I go to. I would go for Juan Soto in that regard. Yeah, because you'll you'll be getting a twenty five year old Soto. Yeah, lefty bat. Right. Yeah, but that like that. I don't know. The thing is, it's really tough. It's not. A, yeah. It's not as easy a choice as it sounds. I I think it's just it, it's hard to fully sign off on that just because you, you like are you saying it's like a guarantee you get him in two yeah, years it, it's 
think of it like like from the Garrett Cole standpoint where, yeah, you tried to trade for him when you could, but deep down you always kind of knew he was going to come here in free agency. And yeah, then probably. And probably I can take that. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 it's like one of those things, it's like, okay, this is the year that we're going to go out and get Soto and the Yankees don't make an offer. Then it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And again, Brian Cashman has never lost a guy he couldn't lose. Losing Aaron Judge might be the first time that happens. And well, and, and, and that leads me to the point I wanted to bring up. Yes, Cashman has not has never lost a guy that he couldn't afford to lose, but he's, like, fractured those relationships. And I can see Aaron Judge being the guy who's just like, I really don't owe you or this team anything. Like, I, like I will walk and have no problem with it. And if you're going to, like, try to, you know – you know, the captain portrayed it perfectly with the relationship between Cashman and Jeter. Like that relationship, I feel like is fractured pretty much beyond, like it's kind of like the A-Rod situation. It's, fra- it's fractured beyond repair. Like they can be civil and cordial with each other. Well, but... it's, it, it, in fairness to Jeter and A-Rod, it's like based on what Jeter said, now granted this wasn't in front of the cameras on K-Rod, but like it, Derek Jeter's a lot of things. He's never been a liar, ever. Yeah. yeah. And so if he, if he, goes out there on tv and says hey like when i lost my best friend gerald williams my like former teammate really put things in perspective i called alex we had some drinks and like we buried the hatchet we talked things out i'm gonna believe him that it's okay yeah yeah but you know it's not the first time where a player's negotiations with cashman and by extension fucking randy levine that shithead has yeah. hasn't caused serious issue, issues recently. We saw it with like Batances, like when that dude literally gave his entire arm to be one of the best relievers in the game. And then you hear it from like Pettit, you hear it from Mo, you hear it from Posada. Like, well, not, well, well not, lo- losing Pettit, like I, I always blame that more on George than I did Cashman. Well, no, yeah, but like, but how, but like, especially with like Posada saying they felt like they were just like Posada and Bernie saying that they felt like they were just yeah Yeah. and so like I can see Judge being the kind of player being like you're not going to play that game with me like like you know with maybe it's just like what we're we're entering an age in the sports world where there's a lot more autonomy going towards the players than in the past. Right. Yeah. The good thing because like I'm never a lot more begr- player empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm never gonna be- begrudge a player by uh, for going to and get in the bag. Like yeah, set up your family, set up your generations. Like yeah. so uh, yeah, and Judge has been playing it very close to the chest. So kind of in by extension what Jeter did, but I don't quite see that same desire of like I'm going to be a lifetime Yankee and like, you know, the same way Jeter did. So yes, I, I completely recognize like tying this all together. I completely recognize that Cashman's never lost a guy who couldn't afford to lose, but I can definitely see judge being the first one. Yeah. Um, so, God, it's going to be a nightmarish off season. Yeah. Actually, uh, like I'm going to be in the throes of hockey season. So yeah, well, I'll be watching the Knicks. So there we go. But Going back to Otani, though, so Judge is going to command a big contract as a soon-to-be 31-year-old. Otani isn't even 30 years old. Like we already, we, and we also already talked about Juan Soto. And 
Otani is going out there as someone who can have a 40 home run season and also put up Cy Young caliber numbers. So I do not want to be the GM who has to put together that offer because you're thinking, okay, what number do I put out there for this guy as a two-way player for a long-term deal, knowing that at some point he's going to lose half of his game? Well, not just that. It's like if you're the GM of the fucking Angels, and you know, I hate the Angels, fuck the Angels. I'm still yeah. bitter about 2002. Yeah, um, me too. So You've been dropping yeah. a lot of F-bombs today, man. We got angry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, are, are we going to have to flag this? No, no. <laughs> it's no, been I... a long day. <laughs> yeah. But, like, go sign Otani, Los Angeles, like Angels. Like, go ahead and just be stuck with Otani and Trout and be mediocre for the duration of both those contracts. Please, I beg of you so that you can continue being the laughing stock of the MLB for having two faces of the league of the entire sport and being unable to build a successful team around them because you're not going to do it anytime soon. You sure as shit ain't going to do it in the future. That's the take. That's my take. Wow, we we might have to put that up on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like yes, it, it it it's really hard to imagine what that number is going to be. Um, yeah, because it, like the number is going to simultaneously seem absolutely ridiculous, but then also being like, no, he deserves every penny. Because yeah, you, you have to figure one or all, possibly all three of Judge Juan Soto and Shohei Otani. That's a trio right there that in the next year could command a half a billion dollar contract. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think we're probably going to see it from Soto just due to his yeah. age. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you, it's funny because you see it in the M- NBA, right? Yeah. You see, like, they're shorter contracts. But, like, how, what what was that extension that LeBron signed? Isn't he going to make, like – It's a two-year two max extension, so it's, like, I think it's, like, 30-ish million a year. So like we're gonna we're gonna enter these really interesting times and in contract extensions and, and and how teams are gonna have to actually you kind of see the Braves trying to get out in front of it and preventing that from happening, but like yeah, like why wouldn't a guy like Soto be worth a five hundred million dollar contract? All this being said, I don't think Judge is gonna command forty million dollars a year. No. No, I, I think I think that okay. Let me let me crunch some numbers real quick. I think that unless, unless he goes for a three or four year contract extension, what was that? Then, like, unless, unless he goes like three or four years in the extension, then I'll give him forty million a year, like forty. Yeah, million. Like, yeah, like a, like a short term thing. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Maybe if the Yankees end, like I, I'll say this: if I am the Yankees right now, I like I will approach to just camp and say, hey. Would you prefer a shorter term deal but with a higher AAV? Right. Just, just be like, hey, not saying this is what we want to do. I just want to know how open are you to it? Yeah. Because, because this way you can you can keep betting on yourself and then put yourself in the same position again at an older age and then maybe demand even more money. Who knows? Well, like, but like even at, I never understand why players take these absurdly long contracts. Like. I like I understand like the money appeal from it, but like a guy like Trout signing a fourteen-year contract, like yeah, ma- ma- like maybe it's just personally me. I can't imagine signing away something and being like I will be in this place for fourteen years. If it happens organically, fine, whatever. But like right. 
the idea of, okay, I am now contractually obligated to be here for 14 years didn't really make much sense to me especially when you when you take into consideration how many baseball players are notorious creatures of habit like when they say i'm inking that paper like you're saying yeah bryce harper in philly for 13 years yeah like if i'm a guy like your team 13 years yeah if i'm a guy like judge i'm trying to have like a very realistic outlook on how what like i'm like i would sit down and ask myself what are the next five to seven years of my career gonna look like i'm 30 whatever years old i'm 30 31 i probably realistically unless he himself is a unicorn realistically will probably have three to five good years left yeah right so if i'm judge up i'd be like why not sign a four-year 50 million dollar a year contract like because if you think about it, if you can produce at the level he's producing right now in those four years, which by all indications, I don't believe why he couldn't, like that's his, as I said earlier, he's punching his Hall of Fame ticket. Yeah. He's getting, the, he's getting the generational wealth. Michael K. So, also said, like, he's, if he plays at Yankee Stadium, he's also putting himself in a position to make further history. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's going to be an exciting and stressful offseason yeah uh, either way i think that if you offer him don't do, don't draw the hard line the sand like he did with robbie cano where it's like hey seven years this is your av that's where we're capping it yeah i, I think that with judge because they offered him i think a seven or eight year deal i think you gotta go the call route go up from a seven or eight to an eight or a nine and maybe make that offer an opt-out midway through and then add some options on the back end mm-hmm. like there's a deal to be made here they're like there's always yeah. a deal to be made and stubbornness from either party should not tank this yeah well you know that if it falls apart it's pride it's pride either from the yankees i'm like i already saw randy levine opened his fucking mouth and it's just he assassinates contract like negotiations i, I mean i'm saying i'm saying this as someone who actually full-on agreed with randy levine about dylan batansis but mm. Yeah, because like he said, oh, like Dylan Batanzas doesn't deserve closer money. I'm like, no shit, he doesn't deserve closer money. He always chokes in the ninth inning. Yeah. Like, seriously, look look at Dylan Batanzas' career ERA in the ninth inning. It's close to four. Right. Like, then it was yeah. never closer material. But, you know, it, it will be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's like Rangers, their season's going to be hot. Giants are winning the Super Bowl. Book it. <laughs> they're and, um, not winning the Super Bowl. Let's fucking go. No, I, I, I did pick them. I will say I did pick them to win this week again. Proud of you. Yeah, I, I, I thought I, along with everyone else last week, felt like, oh, no, no, like Derek Henry and the Titans, like, the, the Giants are going to get destroyed. And then I was going to uh, say, uh, uh, Dabol, Dab, I don't know how to pronounce Dayball. his last name. Dayball, like, yeah. he, he, talk about a guy who's endeared himself to New York. Like, yeah. His, his his public support of the Rangers when the Rangers are on their you know run to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and then just the balls, the fucking cojones to call yeah. that conversion. Yeah, and uh, now he has to face Baker Mayfield and Matt Rule, who <laughs> God, what a disaster. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, that's uh, Bleacher Creatures today, folks. Nice short Aaron Judge rant show. I'm sorry, Shohei Otani is not the MVP. No, the Angels, the no. Angels are a poverty franchise. Poverty. <laughs> even with all that, even with all that money. No wonder Artie Marino's selling them. 
All right. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Josh B-E-S-N-Y. You can find him, Alec underscore Monte Calvo. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, all where all the podcasts are. Thanks a lot, folks. We will see you next week.